Let's do it. The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. everybody welcome back to might be brews episode 59 the podcast where we explore the people places and brews of the craft beer world my name is john with me as always mr steve how you doing tonight we gotta give a shout out to all the people that came out yes out tonight here there's three of them for sure <laughs> but shout out to you guys i don't know if i have a clap thing We'll give it a woo and cut out the music, but anyway, thank you guys for coming out. With me, uh, we've got a, a very special guest. Obviously, we are not in the recording studio. We are on site. Here comes another one. Uh, we are on site at Animated Brewing Company in beautiful Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Coatesville in the house. So returning to the show, we've got our friend Steve, we've got Jared, and we've also got Pat. Pat, uh, th- I'm, I'm excited to see you, man. I swear it's been like years. Uh, Turn that mic towards you and get get right up on it. At least, I think the last time I saw you, you uh, broke your ankle playing softball. Was that the last time? I honestly think that might. It didn't break, but it was probably worse. (laughs) But before we get into it, um, we got make sure you guys check out the brand new mbnnetwork.com. It's never been easier to find your new favorite podcast. Make sure you're following us on YouTube. Search for MBN Network on YouTube. Find our live stream podcast episodes and all the preview and review yesterday in five minutes. We've got a lot of new content coming. Uh, help us make the show bigger and better than ever before. Become a patron on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash mbnnetwork. Uh, $5 a month gets you bonus episodes and bonus content and a monthly giveaway. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Unomia CBD. Go to unomiacbd.com. Use promo code MBN to get 20% off free shipping and a free gift. And Linode.com, accelerate innovation with Linode's simple, affordable, and accessible Linux cloud solutions and services. Go to Linode.com slash MBN, create an account, get $100 from us. So That makes us sound so legit. Doesn't it? (laughs) It just sounds good. All the reads? I know. It makes us feel (laughs) feel pretty good. Me undies at next. That's what I want. I know. The me undies people are listening. It's coming. It's coming, I'm sure. So, guys, I've been really excited to come back and do this because you guys really got the shaft from us. (laughs) Totally gave you the shaft. I wasn't wasn't here for that. What happened? No, so, like, the first time that we had you guys on, it was early pandemic, right? Or or maybe mid-pandemic, but early for you guys. And it was April. Yeah. It was like the very first full month of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what sucked is we were also adapting to the pandemic, so we were starting to do this live streaming thing, and we didn't know what we were doing. And so you guys ended up getting like, I forget what it was, but you guys were both remote. Yeah, I I think uh, we we couldn't connect my computer, so Steve just took it. Like the whole thing without me. Yeah, which I, which I was totally cool with. And, cool with, and, right? And relieved. Yeah, but but I just I felt bad because I was like, man, I couldn't get you guys both on at the same time, and but I mean, let, let, let's think back to that time, right? What was it like opening this thing with all of that uncertainty, and then like remember the aluminum shortage? Like I don't know if that's all like, you know. That's got to feel. That's got to feel like it was like 30 years ago, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Like decades ago. Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, it was a lot of like sleepless nights, man. We were, we had no idea what was going to happen. Like like just day to day, we're like, are they going to shut us down even more? Like, can we still sell beer out of the garage? You know, like yeah. What ca- what could we do? And they were changing the rules every day. Well, yeah. What else was going on? Because I mean, like, weren't you guys like? You were, like, borrowing crawlers from other people. <laughs> or not borrowing, but whatever. Like, you we were, were finding stuff, yeah, wh- whatever you were. We were, like, completely not prepared for a global pandemic. Yeah. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> like I mean, I can't imagine the courage and um, everything that it takes to, to start your own business and, and just the anxiety and everything that goes into that, not to mention a global pandemic happening at the same time. Yeah, we were, we were prepared for pints at a tap room and yeah. stocked with... Uh, just enough crowler cans and growler glassware to get us through a normal non-pandemic couple of weeks to a month. Yeah. And we went through all of that in about a week, week and a half. <laughs> yeah. And then, like you mentioned, the um, 
the aluminum shortage, and we had to start turning to friends real quick. Sure. <laughs> it, it's just crazy to think about. Um, how do you think things have changed? Like, try to, like, think of, of a couple examples of the road to get to where you are now. Like, what, what happened and what did you go through, and what was it like, you know, having the pandemic start to end, you know, maybe getting more of a customer base, things like that? It was, um, in a way, it was actually kind of an advantage for us. I mean, b besides, you know, not being able to sell how we wanted to, but it, it allowed us to, like, take baby steps to opening up to 100%, you know? Like, we, we had to sell just out of the garage door, and then we're like, oh, we can have outside seating, and then, then you can have inside seating at a, at a certain percentage, and then, and, then, and then it kept building more and more. So it was kind of like a slow ramp up to where we're, we're at now. Right. And... Honestly, like, if it was 100% right out of the gate, we might have been floundering. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But by the, by the same token, I think it also uh, forced you guys to start canning much sooner, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So on the one hand, it was sort of, uh, you know, making it be baby steps from a taproom standpoint. Sure. But it made us skip some steps from a canning and getting out there standpoint, which is uh, was beneficial for me because then they brought me on to help sell all the cans. So <laughs> yeah, right. So it worked out for me. And, and speaking of cans, I've been seeing you guys all over the place. That, that, that's what I do here. So <laughs> while you're here, where's most of the places that the cans are available? I think uh, people can go get them in their hands if they're not here in Coastal. So we're at uh, most of the local distributors. A handful of them the guys had set up before I joined full-time. Uh, I've just sort of been lurking around since they've opened uh, in an uh, unofficial or part-time capacity, but just went full-time uh, two months ago. and. and Really, Monday through Wednesday, I, I just go out and, and hop into distributors. And some of them we already had great relationships with, like uh, Chester County Beverage, um, Exton Beverage, uh, Lionville Beverage, like a couple you know nearby. But I've been able to push this a little further out. Um, and it's just great because you know it's what I do all day while these guys are, are, are home making the beer. You know, uh, we really wanted to go west. That was our first big idea was to go out toward Lancaster just from working in the tap room. Uh, we had noticed a lot of customers uh, from Gap and yeah. further west coming out to us, so we decided to sort of try to go out to them. We're at uh, Beer and Bev out there. We're at um, uh, Brewers Outlet East, uh, and we're in the, the Barnstormer Stadium, which is a lot of fun. Oh, I mean, that's we're, cool. We're all yeah. baseball nerds, so uh, we're, we're <laughs> super into that. Uh, so really, that was our first plan. It was like, well, let's go, let's go west first and, and see what happens. And uh, it's been going great. Yeah, we're in a lot of uh, the local distributors, and, and you know, it, it's. More, more often than not, most of them are, um, you know, super stoked to, to work with a, a small, independently distributed sure. brewery as we are. Now, like, did you guys imagine when you were sh getting this thing started that you were going to be like just in distributors right away? Did you imagine like starting as like a little no. local tap room and? No, I mean, I mean, we we weren't even really planning on canning until right about now. From yeah. when we opened, like a, like springtime of uh, 2021. Um, so, being in distributors, it's just like, okay, how do we do that? I get, do we just go <laughs> there and ask them? <laughs> like we literally had no idea. But you know, it, you know, people have been totally like open to us being there. My technique is I just go in and look for the youngest kid and I say, who's the owner? <laughs> they usually will point right to the guy. What is Fish doing here from Jersey? He's uh, swung in for the gig, I guess. Wow. That's really unexpected. Commitment. The guy lives like two hours away. That's incredible. <laughs> so um, that completely threw me off. I'll, I'll, you want me to bail Go ahead. Okay. How much extra brewing did you do? Did it cause you to brew more than you think you would have initially? Or did you still brew the same amount and just distribute it through yeah. different channels? For us, I think it actually made us brew a little less than we intended to. Because uh, uh, our, our whole thing was going to be supplying the tap room and 100%. So uh, the, the stutter step there to get canning um, and find our way of how to get those cans out to people took a little bit longer to find our footing there. But um, uh, yeah, we, we had planned on brewing a lot more in the first year um, than we actually ended up doing. But 25% uh, uh, capacity was uh, a was killer. Yeah, that was, a, that was sure. the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> so I, I, I noticed one of your guys' posts recently that you guys said 
we had a plan for how things were going to be when we opened. You couldn't actually do it that way, but you're finally starting to get there. Can you talk a little bit about how you're going to do the operations here and uh, what people can expect when they, you know, are looking for your beer? Yeah, so uh, as far as the taproom goes, uh, we've recently transitioned to the fast casual model, which I think is just what a lot of tap rooms are doing and it just works so well you know you just order your beers at the bar you order the food at the back window and you, and that was really the way those guys drew it up from the get-go the issue was with the capacity restrictions we you know in order to compensate for that we had uh, sort of improvised outdoor seating where we were setting up tables in the parking lot and it just wasn't practical to do that model with tables out there so sure um, now we have a fully operational beer garden out back that is open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so it's th that's the outdoor option. The indoor option is in indoors, yep. and uh, now we're able to transition to that fast casual. Whereas you know it just wasn't practical with six tables, you know, in the parking lot basically. Yeah, sure. So talk about that. If people come into the parking lot, where do they get to that beer garden? You're saying so like out about, back. It's about 20 yards down. If you're facing our front door, yep. you know, tap rooms right in front of you. The beer garden's about 20 yards down. Uh, at, if you're facing us to your right left on the hand river. side. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I also saw you guys are hoping to um, maybe attract more families, like be a bit, bit more family-friendly and a bit more dog-friendly yeah, with I having mean, that extra space. The beer garden is ideal for that. We're all dog lovers, all three of us, and, um, you know, I've already been out there with my pups a hundred times, and it's just, uh, it's right on the river, so it's really serene. Uh, my one dog is cool. The other one isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Jared's dog's not cool. Steve's dog is the chillest to chill, but can't be around other dogs. Yeah, so. yeah. not dog uh, friendly. Yeah. So. Uh, well, that's cool. So dog friendly, you guys. Dog friendly, kid friendly. Yeah. Super encouraged for the for the tap room. I mean, for the tap room and, and the yeah, sure. uh, beer garden. Um, you know, we, we do aim to be family friendly. Uh, uh, you know, in both locations, uh, pet friendly outback. Nice. Well, how about how the food has evolved? Because what was going on when you guys started versus, you know, what it was in the middle and then what you guys ended up with and what, what people can expect today? I mean, we, we started out with just doing the, the food truck plan. Yeah. Um, you know, same thing with canning. We weren't expecting to have the kitchen open until about now. You know, <laughs> right. we, we weren't renting that space, but we kind of got forced to rent it. Um, so we're like, okay, well, we're, we're paying for the space now. Let's get the kitchen up and running, get it going, get, get, get a chef in here, get a menu going. Okay. And, um, but, you know, kind of like a lot of things, we, we were forced to do a lot of things way earlier than we wanted to. <laughs> sure. But it's worked out, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, food <coughs> has helped us grow here. Um, yeah. You know, if, if you're eating, you're drinking more, you know, so yep. um, that's kind of our look at it. So. What kind of stuff is on the menu? What can people expect? We're, we're, we're trying to do just fast, you know, um, above average bar food, you know, like we, we, we got nachos, pizza, um, we, we, we smoke some meat, so we do brisket sandwiches, mm. pork sandwiches, um, but, you know, just, just really good bar fare. So you guys have brought a chef in, like you guys have somebody working yeah. full time that's... Right back there? <laughs> I see him in the, in the chef's hat, <laughs> yeah. in the sweet pants. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> We got we got a, a an awesome jumbo pretzel too that we came across when we uh, started doing Oktoberfest last September. Yeah, and it just went over so well when we were just able to do outdoor seating. Nobody was allowed inside. Sure. And right from the get go, as soon as we brought our chef in, he was uh, part of the uh, the food truck that was working that. We were like, we we got to have these all the time. Like, oh why, nice. why would we only have them for Oktoberfest? Yeah. Uh, it's the perfect bar food. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a Jumbo pretzel, the, the size pretzel. of the human body. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. I mean, the pretzel is fantastic. Yeah. Everything on the menu is fantastic, and we're really, um, you know, made some upgrades in the kitchen to utilize, uh, you know, our, our equipment a little better. And now with the menu, the fast casual menu, sort of locked in place, you know, we're, we're getting food out quickly, and it's it's all. Jared sells it short by saying above average. It's fantastic bar food. <laughs> nice. Well, let's let's talk about the beer a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Which one are we drinking on here right now? This is a Robot Factory. It's our uh, Session Mosaic uh, IPA. That's that's what it is, man. I'm like sipping on this thing. Like yeah. this has like the perfect flavor Single profile hop, for me. Uh, all mosaic in the boil, all mosaic in the dry hop. It uh, definitely hit me on the nose as soon as I smelled it. I was like mosaic right off the bat. It's a it is. Pilsner malt base. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, What's it's the ABV on this? Five percent even. Holy crap. Yep. 
That's the one we have out at the uh, Barnstormers uh, at Clipper Stadium. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's going really well. I mean, th they have a lot of local PA brews out there. That they have the, um, uh, it's called the Broken Bat Craft Brew Deck. And uh, nice. a lot of awesome breweries out there. Sure, some trades. We went in. I mean, oh, yeah. I think a lot Stuff of, like yeah, 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 100%. I think a lot of those breweries went in with like their flagships are, t are typically like higher ABV. But for us, we're like, if I'm sweating out at a ball game, I'm right? like five percent, <laughs> maybe even lower. If I right. Lower. Uh, so we went out with the robot, and it did super great right off the bat. So you know, it that's sold awesome. Out. We, we sold, you know, they poured three sixels in four games, so we, we were pretty stoked about that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Who are the, who are they affiliated with? They are unaffiliated. They're, They're unaffiliated. Are, yeah, it's a uh, uh, independent league. Uh, I think it's a 10-team league now, and uh, it, it's great. The stadium's fantastic. When you go there, they have, like, the big accomplishments are the guys that made the jumps to the big leagues, which is pretty difficult, you know. To go from independent. To, to go Absolutely. from independent league, wow. right. And it's, I think my vibe of it, it's, it's a lot of players that might be, you know, rehabbing injuries but just don't have a team to, to latch on to, so uh, they go there. They said they're independent, but they have a, um, a partnership with MLB, too test things out oh, yeah. okay um, so the, yeah the, the runner on second base thing that we all hate uh yeah. started with <laughs> <laughs> you know what i hate it until i go down to a game with my kids yeah 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 and then you're like oh th yeah. this should be over quick enough yeah, right, 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 right i'm tired of slouching over i'm just holding the mic like i'm uh eminem over hey, here do you guys know doug well absolutely doug, yeah yeah somebody doug, just in a, uh, every quizzo night we do quizzo every wednesday night and uh doug doug always has a team yeah, he, he just he commented in the chat that he's enjoying a robot factory too, but I also have knowledge that he's had every beer that you guys have ever released. Yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like isn't what is that like? Like I can't imagine being a brewery and ha and and opening a brewery and then just like having people that are like that big of fans. They're like, I've it's had every one of your beer fantastic. like it's 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 like what's kept us going here. We, honestly, we, right? we have yeah. a great yeah. roster of regulars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, that's they're, awesome. They're everyone that comes in here the best like people. They're, they're the best. Like, yeah. yeah like we got Doug and uh, Kurt Hershey. Kurt there. Hershey back there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coatesville Kurt's legend the himself. <laughs> got a lot of family in the areas. So my cousin's sitting right there. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but that's, you know, it's not surprising to hear that people try them all because these guys, the, the brewer, you know, they make my job easy sales-wise. These guys brew fantastic beer. It's why I left my job to come here and work for them is because I believed in the beer. That beer specifically, <laughs> Robot Factory. <laughs> <Roger, laughs> I, I was like, we're going to sell them. It's easy to sell that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's let's go. Let's do this. That's uh, coming down to the beach with me and <laughs> next week. I there can you tell go. You that. Also, shout out Jeff Norman. He just checked in also. He's saying uh, you guys are making your first Kenneth Brewfest appearance yeah. we are. in October, we are. so that's exciting. Yeah. You excited? You're going to be pouring some beers there, Pat? Yeah, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I, I have not personally been uh, really a part of any of the previous beer fests these guys have done, so that's going to be the first one I'm going to be at. I'm super excited for that. Yeah, we love that one. It's, that's, uh, it's that's one a of good the best one. brew fests around, by far. Between the quality of the beers that they get, the yeah. not frat atmosphere. Yes. I don't yes. know how else to put that. that that's <laughs> if I offended you, I'm, I'm serious. It's there's a reason I'm saying it like that because it's not. It's not yeah. crazy. It's but yeah. it's a lot of people and just enjoying the beer, uh, yeah. enjoying the beers. Absolutely. Yeah, let's yeah, do that. So I want to know. I want to know if Doug was one of the teams that beat me when I was here for the uh, uh, '90s trivia, oh, '90s music, '90s music trivia. That was our our second one, I think. So that was late last year, probably. I, I thought it was this well, year. Real quick before you go, like talk about like the the events that you guys have going on because I always see like so different types of quizzos and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so, so quizzo Wednesday night is our thing right now. That's going okay. really well. Wednesday nights usually are pretty packed out. We just do a, uh, a it's a different topic every week. Yep. Um, like this past week with Star Wars and and, and so on. You know, fairly standard uh, topics. And Pat tries to do Metal Mondays. Uh, and I do Metal Yeah, what's Mondays. Metal Mondays? Well, that's we, we just, it's my Spotify playlist of metal. Way too loud <laughs> and a dollar off each beer. That's Very loud. Oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we were uh, right toward the end of uh, pandemic restrictions. Uh, we were getting into live streams. We did one live stream with uh, our friend Nathan Gray uh, from a fantastic band called Boy Sets Fire. And we were looking to get into a little more of the live music thing, but like right as we were starting to book the second one, a yeah. lot of the restrictions lifted. A lot of musicians that we had our eyes on started getting yeah. uh, you know, 
real busy real quick. So yep. uh, that's sort of on the back burner. We're hoping to get something going uh, again in the fall as far as live music goes. Nice. Uh, but Quizzo Wednesdays is, is our sort of, you know, that's how we kick the week off. We're, you know, we're closed Monday and Tuesday for brewing and canning. Sure. Uh, but kicking the week off with uh, Wednesday Quizzo is a lot of fun. And yeah. yeah. Nice. Sometimes. Very cool. Well, I've got a brewing question for the brewer guys. Um, you know, people... Pints? Pints are fine. Yeah. I, I have a full stomach, so I'm ready to drink some beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what would you say, like, um, you know, you obviously, I think we talked about in the past, the transition from, like, home brewing to being on your own equipment, like, you know, equipment that's here. Yeah. That, that's got to be an adjustment. But what would you say it's like now that um, you've had all this time? What, I mean, how, you guys are coming up on two years? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Two years, like, here doing the stuff but the tap room's only been open about uh, a year and a couple of months yeah i think, okay. I think we yeah. we did our first brew here in february of 2020 yeah like, yep. like yeah so it was just over just over a year brewing in so for, for people that are brewers you know what do you think has changed or how have you adapted to the system like you know do you feel like you're getting better efficiencies you've really like to like honed in on We're some recipes he's dialing it in yeah. it's yes. never ending to try and get that efficiency <laughs> where you want it yeah, yeah. If the efficiency game is just ne it's <laughs> non-stop but it's i mean non we've since, since we <laughs> since we started brewing here i mean we, we've probably gone up you know probably jumped up 12-ish percent in our Absolutely. efficiency just yeah you know just figuring things out and trying different methods and yeah um, it's, it's knowing how your system error, works you know? yeah sure do you feel like your quality is just like on a different level? Did it creep up a little, or I mean, you guys? I, I mean, I've always loved our beer, so. Yeah. <laughs> but but truthfully, no. I I, I yeah. think I think it's uh, I think it's actually night and day from the homebrew days. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I mean, you just had the temperature control here. Yeah. Like yeah. You just don't really have, and unless yeah. you spend a lot of money in homebrewing. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. here like. You, you dialed into a degree and it just stays there yeah. for weeks on end. You know, it's sure, a, it's hard to do that at home. A, a buddy of ours always used to say he got the homebrew farts, <laughs> and, and, and I think that's a that's a lot to do with not being able to uh, to dump all of the yeast yeah. from the finished product, like cold crashing and it properly. Cold crashing it properly. Yeah. yeah, like all, all of the steps now at a, a professional system, you're able to like really get rid of get a nice clean yeah. product. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. H has that opened up any styles that you initially said, ah, I'm not sure about that style that you've gotten into? Loggers. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we, we, we kind of shied away from loggers in the homebrew days just because we were like, you know, um, fi find the right time of year and put it in the basement and try and hope that it works. But <laughs> now it's like, just like Jared said, temperature control, and you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. you can nail it, like dial yeah. it in right where yeah. you want it, and absolutely, that is awesome. Yeah. It's crazy to think like, um, so like, for example, like I was doing a, a home brew recently, and um, I didn't really have time to cold crash it the way that I wanted to, so I just kegged it right away, mm -hmm. and I don't think it turned out as good as it could have. Like, I think there's something for like disposing of the stuff that results in the cold crash. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you cold crash it, <coughs> and it all drops out. Get rid of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> when you cold crash, it just drops everything out. And yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely yeah. You gotta do that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, well, it's gonna do the same thing. Like it's all gonna fall, you know, fall to the bottom of the keg, you know, once I get it in there. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't think it was as good as it could have been. But uh, that's interesting. I'm just learning stuff. Uh, learning stuff on the podcast. Yeah. They call that sugging. You're sugging a recipe right now. Sugging? I've never yeah. heard of that. I've you got to watch the barbecue shows. That's what they call it. It's like a Suge Knight reference? No, not at okay. all. Zero <laughs> point zero percent. This is what I would assume. Suge Knight reference. Dude, this um, this session, this mosaic thing is so good. Like, I know I've had it before, but like, I don't know. I mean, when we when we came up with this, we were just like, we wanted to keep it real simple, you know, like, we Pilsner malt and some Golden Promise and all mosaic. Like, yeah. that's that's it. You know, like that's all yep. that beer is. And it's so good. Just you know, just make it nice and clean and easy drinking. You know, that's yeah. that, that's kind of our motto. Like yep. of all the all the beers we make here, that's all we want to do. Yeah, just make them clean and easy. What about this one? What do what do we have here? It's called Shake That Ice Hand, and it's a grapefruit New England IPA. Nice. Um, I've definitely had that one before. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I've seen it on the menu and everything, but I can't. Uh, it's it's probably our juiciest of beers, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Grapefruit hits on like the very back end of it. But I was, I was, I almost went. 
Where's the great? Oh, <laughs> it, kinda, it just snuck up the back end yeah. and the uh, and the jowls there a little yeah. bit. Does this have a different yeast than the other beer? Uh, this what no, no. So this is a uh, uh, SO4. Yeah. Uh, for for shake that ice. Yeah. Uh, but oh, uh, then is the that one is, then is the one that you yeah. just said? Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, we use uh, S33 for. Um, uh, I think I can pick out 04 now. I think I've gotten to the point. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's bullshit. It's a pretty standard yeast. Yeah. No, I just I I I, I usually switch back and forth. I'm pretty simple between if I'm doing IPAs 04 and 05. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's always an obvious difference, but I was like, I don't, are you really getting that much flavor out of the yeast? Like, I don't know. And um, I'm like, because the recipe is different also. Like, yeah. usually when I do the 05, it's like an IPA that's got like um, some like uh, karma pills or something in there. You know what I mean? Something a little darker. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some caramel malts, malts or whatever. But like, um, and I usually do like a lot of oat with the 04, but like, yeah. I don't know. We, we've begun to shy away from 05 and 04. We love those yeasts, yeah. but we've come to realize that uh, uh, they, they're they good for heavy lifting. Uh, their attenuation is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but as far as, like you mentioned, uh, flavor from the yeast, yeah. 04 and 05 don't really lend a lot to the beer uh, that that most people can pick up from. Okay. Um, they, they do a little, but... Yeah, they they're they're gonna they're gonna eat that sugar and turn it into alcohol, and, and they're really good at doing that. Okay. But a lot of the the side things that you you want from yeast, they're average. Sure. At, you know. All right. So so a tough question for you guys: Are you where you want to be? I mean, do do things work out the way you wanted, or, or are you where you thought you'd be? Or are you? I don't think we really. Are you still like trying to get there, kind of thing? Like. You know, I mean, we're we're still like one day at a time. You know, we're yeah. we're just like where we're at is where we want to be. Yeah, like yeah. where we are today is where we want to be. Yeah, you good. Know, we're like we're not in a rush to get anywhere. Sure. You know, like you know, yeah, hey, if we get another location next spring, awesome. Locations next already. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, but, it's just but like, yeah, why not, right? Yeah, we're 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 not in any rush. You know, we want to sure. take a step by step and and not overextend ourselves and. And just make sure every every move that we make is solid. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, you know if you do overextend yourself, that could be the death of you. So yeah, sure. Like, like r- right now we're we're like we need another fermenter, and that's an awesome thing. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's that's our next step. I mean, of course you want to just like kill it and blow up right away, but mm-hmm. like, you know, you set yourself up and hope that like you can at least operate on what you have. To yeah. need more, is got to be a great right. feeling. Yeah. And we like every day we have the conversation just. What Jared said, I mean, we're essentially, you know, a- every day is where, where we want to be. But every day we do have the conversation. We're like, all right, so what's the order? Storage, tank, van, location. Like, we, we're like, no, wait, 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 maybe it should be. And then, like, yeah. all right, well, that's all. Like, the storage unit's happening this month. The next tank's happening yeah. the month after that. Mm-hmm. The van's happening the month after that. And it's sort of that real loose six-month plan sure that's ever-changing but yeah. it's there you know there, there's a sketch of it there it's it's uh, that 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 business side that like y- you don't really think of when you go into this and then it hits you of like the whole logistics like in any business that you do and like you try to figure it out um, and you hit the first thing that your, your first uh, bottleneck and you're like okay so just get one more of them and bottleneck done it's like well that's not the answer. Like, so getting another fermenter wasn't the full answer because we were like, well, we need more room to store it in. Like, yeah, right. So getting that, getting more product doesn't mean you're good. Because yeah, yeah. Where are those kegs going? Sure. Where are the cases going? Yeah. So then it was like, you got to step back and think about it and like <laughs> break it all down first. Yeah. But yeah. We didn't get a chance to walk through here really because it took us like seven hours to set up. <laughs> but um, th- how much room do you have to expand here? You talk about extra fermenters and extra space. Do you have it, that space to do that here? In the spot that we're at right now, we we do have a, a good bit of. Sp- we we have uh, we have a very friendly uh, 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 space back there um, where we walk into a lot of other breweries, and uh, the first one that comes to mind is is when we stop by Mad Chef. And they had their brewery in the kitchen, 
Um, and yeah, be- before they expanded. Before they yeah, expanded. Yeah. Before they, yeah. yeah, this is this is going back last year. But uh, so many other breweries are in that spot where, like, you find a place to put a tank, you put the tank there. Right. And so we do have, like, plenty, I'd say plenty of room. It hurts because, like, we can actually move around back there right now. And right. that's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> I mean, but it's, yeah. there's a lot of room, but by the same token, if you drop a tank, not only are you losing that footprint, but that's going to produce much more. So we're, we're right. pretty much, and there was a good storage unit opportunity that came up, so we jumped on it, and that's nice. being built as we speak, um, which is going to be a, a game changer for us. It's going to allow us to basically drop as many tanks as we need back there. So Is it in building four? <laughs> it is not. It is oh, not. Yeah, we're like looking at that. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. building four? Yeah. That, that's what it is, man. Building, building four, four, man. <laughs> it just says what it is. It's its, its own thing, it's man. It's kind of mysterious, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, you wouldn't be surprised if the what, government... What happens in building four stays in building four. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's wondering what we're talking about, if you're, if you're standing in front of the tap room and turn around, there's just like a building on a hill that we parked in front of that just says building four on it. You have no idea what kind of business or facility it might be. Yeah, we um, advise you don't go in there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, shout out to Brett. He was here earlier, but he popped in with a question. What proportions get allocated to each business model? So I guess he's assuming, like, you know, um, maybe how, how much do you guys distribute versus That's a fantastic question. We talk about, yeah, we constantly changing. We, we talk about it almost daily. We say, you know, it, because really, like, our, our bread and butter is somebody that comes into the tap room and has a handful of beer and has some food, and then... Hits our takeout yeah. cooler on the way out, and and a s- surprisingly large percentage of, of customers do that. Yeah. Uh, so we hit really all all three buckets, so to speak. Uh, you know, selling at our tap, selling our food, selling our cans. Yep. Um, so really, it depends uh, how many uh, uh, cases get ripped off of every uh, canning run. You know, based on what that is, it's like okay, well, you know. We have 150 cases. We're not canning again for four weeks. We know we're going to need X amount for these weeks out of our cold box. Yeah. So here's how many you have to run with. So it, it sort of changes as we go, but it, like we're aware of it and we're, we're on top of it. Yeah. We sort of massages as it goes, but it, it's not like a defined number. It's not like, hey, here's what you have to work with. Here's what we. As have far to work as keg with. beers, uh, we definitely look at um, you know uh, people that we sell our kegs to, bars, restaurants, the the. Um, the ballpark. Yep. Uh, we always look at them as like partners, like they're they're helping promote our brand. Sure. Uh, so so we always look at it that way. But at the same point, we realize that we can't run out of beer at our own tap room. Exactly. Right. Um, so it's always like looking down the road, like when you're when you start that conversation of promising a keg to somebody, you, you're like looking at the board, like we got how much beer there, to brew. Like, yeah. And, and, and it's like well. Yeah. Yeah, we got four kegs, but how how quickly have we run through them recently? You know, yeah. when's the next version of that coming back out? It's a total juggling act. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like a- every like our brew schedule. You know, we have five tanks back there, and we have all five tanks set to be packaged the same day. And then we're like, all right, well, our next can run is three weeks away. We need to make sure we pull off enough kegs to keep the tap room running. And then get as many cases as possible. Sure. For, for Pat to, to, to run out. So yeah. It's it's always like, all right, you know, this beer we need this much. This beer we need this much. Like, what's going to sell faster in kegs? Which is going to sell yeah. or sell faster in cases? So right. it's, it's crazy. But to that point too, there's no shortage of demand, which is the super exciting and promising thing. Yeah. You know, like when we do have the capabilities to, you know, up our production. It won't be hard. We're, we're gonna, you know, well, so that's, that's exciting. Yeah. One so of those. It's, I put it. It's like it's a good problem to have the production issues, but good problems are still problems. You sure. Know what I mean, we still got to work through them. So. It's one of those questions that I bring up to people all the time: is when you're either a buyer or seller of beer, what's it like to be in the market today? Because, you know, it's not just Sierra. Nevada Pale Ale on the shelves, uh, it, you know what I mean? Is, like, it is, it you walk into a Thorndale sure. beverage, an Exton beverage, a Chester County, whatever, mm-hmm. and there's so many IPA options. There's so many local breweries around, you know, how what, sure. what's it like for somebody that has to actually convince that guy to say, like, hey, this is what you got to get on your shelf? And, 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 and I don't want to cut you off, but sure. not even just the local guys. No. Yeah, now you got to deal with other half being in Thorndale beverage. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's a sentence yeah. that should have never left my mouth, ever. 
And come yeah. to Philly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a fun challenge. I mean, I've been in sales all of my life. Uh, I, I was a sales manager at my prior job before coming here. And, um, you know, I had been going back and forth with these, these guys basically since they opened about, like, all right, I'm going to end up here, which is when and how. And, and, you know, obviously pandemic threw all of that for a loop. But yeah, finally... Right. It was time, and they said, all right, you, you got to get here. But I had no experience in the industry. I had experience in sales, but not in the industry. Sure. And uh, that my game plan from day one was just go with a, a cooler on my backpack and, and just introduce myself to people and get in front of people. Yeah. Um, probably wasn't aware quite to the level of saturation, like <laughs> how just insanely packed every shelf is. Um, it's you know, crazy. But yeah. I, I feel we have a lot going for us. Like, I, I just... You analyze the, 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 the pain points are like, okay, there's a million IPAs, there's a yeah, million, yeah. Yeah. but then you look for the good points. It's like, well, we're highly rated on untapped. Yeah. We're local. We, uh, you know, our beer is fantastic. Our cans look great. Our cans jump out versus a lot of what's going on sure. art-wise. Um, and, you know, initially I, I put together a bunch of different loops, essentially roots, of about 25 brewery, uh, 25 distributors, I would get to like 20 a day, and I'd end up selling it like five or seven of them, pretty, pretty standard. Yeah. But it's because it's a, a, such a supportive, you know, I if you just, if you can articulate what your selling points are to somebody yeah. who's willing to, uh, you know, who's a fan of craft beer, you go into some distributors and they don't care about craft beer. They don't. They're, yeah, right. You know, they just don't. They're, they're there to like sell their 30 great. packs, and that's that. Yeah, but, yeah. And that's, and that's fine, too. That, that, that's great. Um, but the, uh, you know, many of the ones that are very supportive of, of the craft and the local, well, if, if you just put together a good product and, and, you know, keep your promise of delivering the next day, they'll get you on the shelf, and, and we'll see what happens. You know? Yeah. Is there a beer bar, restaurant, distributor that you guys are not in that you say, Man, I, once we get into can be there so bad. X, no. yeah. I want to be in Monks. I want to be in Teresa's. There's one. That, there's one off the record that I'll I'll, I'll tell you guys later. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Monks or Teresa's, like those are you know they're, they're yeah. held up here. You know, yeah, sure. They're like the top. But uh, I, I don't know. I can't really think of anything that we that we really pushed for I mean, that we didn't get into. The big one that comes to my mind is uh, Jake's Bar in Westchester. <laughs> yeah. You want um, the 25 cent draft? <laughs> the 25 cent draft. Um, you know, I keep seeing Pabst and I'm like, why not us? Why not us? <laughs> why not us? I could do a half hour on Dwayne, the, uh, the bartender. <laughs> we, were, we were in there. Have you ever been in Jake's? No. You've probably never even I, been I in I don't Jake's. even know if I have. Jake's is like... It's maybe the size of this wall to this wall. It's an okay. But somehow they get a big shuffleboard table. They get a big shuffleboard <laughs> table in there, and there's like 7,000 college kids in there. Oh, yeah. And one night we're in there, and it's packed. And there's they're all smoking. Everybody's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody climbs on top of the shuffleboard table to turn off or on the ceiling fan. I don't even know what they were doing. But Dwayne, who was the bartender there for years, and this voice goes, at, at this level, yeah. goes, Hey, asshole. <laughs> and somehow you could hear him over 400 college kids. <laughs> Get off the table. Right? A force of nature. Yeah. Oh, that's so wild. I used to live behind Jake's up in uh, one of those apartments that yeah. we could just take the fire escape down and, and be basically at Jake's. Perfect. And I would get, uh, I think it was $2 pounder six packs of peels. Was our thing, and that was uh, that was our jam in college, man. That was it. Yeah, I saw somebody post a McDonald's ashtray, and it's just crazy to think about like oh, how yeah. different the world is now. Yeah. yeah. So, so oh, yeah. way like, back in the day, when we were all hanging out in Westchester, and, and uh, I went to school there, that's how I, I first sort of came into these guys' orbit. I mean, sure. I don't even want to say how long ago it was, but uh, right? well over 20 years ago. Uh, the place to go was Rex's, and that was owned by our buddy Donnie, who owns a social lounge in Westchester and in, in Downingtown. Oh, okay. And, and we're in both of those. Uh, Donnie's cool. been a great friend and supporter forever. I um, got, I gotta, t I gotta talk about that. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, but back in the day at Rex's, you could smoke, uh, and then they finally like. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Rex's is long gone, and uh, you can't smoke anywhere else in Westchester. But all the kids <laughs> that really want to smoke inside, they go to Jake's. <laughs> Rex's, Rex's is the place we were talking about that's behind um, 
The place we went to in Westchester. Behind Wrong Crowd. Behind Wrong Crowd. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The place where I was watched a uh, a jazz band play the Night Court theme song nice. <laughs> for like at least 25 minutes. Nice. They went, they just vamped for 25 yeah. minutes on the Night Court theme song, and it was awesome. Yeah, no, the Rex is was just a legendary spot in all of our lives. It was like the first. Uh, I, I hesitate to even call it a dive bar because there's way divier, but it was the first like Westchester spot. It, it, it had dive elements. It was pretty dive. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a, a straight up dive, but it's uh, you know, it was the first like. For people of our age in Chester County, of our age and our uh, persuasion as far as culture and like music and everything like that, yeah. it was like where you would want to be at in in late 90s, 2000s uh, Westchester. Nice. I used to live, if you go up from Rex's where the old Bishop Shanahan is, yeah, yeah. up in the apartments back there, so I, I had my Rex's nights. Nice. I still find it wild that like I randomly came across you guys like going out to have a catch in West Bradford. Yeah. And like oh, you guys were like you guys started playing softball. Yeah, yeah we yeah, were just yeah. like yeah. like we used to go there and just like play catch and like hit balls and run bases yeah. like you, you know, and me I, and yeah, ben, ben and Dumont. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Dumont and love Dumont. Love those I know, guys, right? Yeah. yeah, and it was just so wild that yeah. like you know, you guys were playing like the same day that we were there. Yeah. And well, you guys are like, come like over. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was you, Pat, to be honest. You were probably uh, no, like, come was, hang it out. It was probably Mike. Mike Cummings, who is yeah, yeah. like our, our dear friend. He's a part owner here. Um, oh, that's he, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's got a tank here, right? Uh, is it a tank? No, no. Uh, he named beer number two. Yes, he named beer yes. number two. That, that's what that's what it was. You have a tank here. I have a tank at East Branch. East Branch. Jesus Christ. Also, yeah. dear friends. It's yeah. all very family. It's just so wild that, like, incestual. I randomly met you guys what, however long ago that uh, was, that, 15 that years was ago. At least 15 years ago. Right? And then, yeah. like, I don't know, everybody's kind of, like, got into this beer thing. And yeah. maybe it was always happening, but, like, between you guys and Gov and Sean well, and well, Sean, Todd yeah. and... Gov was well, well, Gov was at Victory. And yeah, and he was and like there at the time. But, like, I remember, I remember, I, I've said this probably 10 times on the show, but, like, I remember Sean showing me pictures on his phone, like we're building this bar, like look oh at this yeah, bar yeah. that my brother built, Sean's and it's good. We're gonna call like it Station Tap Room. Yeah. Like, like I'm gonna embarrass myself right here and say that Sean McGettigan <laughs> is like my man crush, man. Like that's that's <laughs> it. Like that dude lives life how it should be lived. It's like hey, he you know, drilled down on what he wanted to do at a young age, right? And just yeah. like went for it and had this whole game plan. And I'm sure he would probably be embarrassed to hear me say that, and he would probably be like, oh well, you know, I made a hundred left turns. Uh, along the way sure, as well. Yeah. But to me, from the outside, it's like, I don't know, man, it looks like you were focused as hell the whole time and, like, one step to the next step and just, uh, you know, perseverance and, and now he's essentially the mayor of Downingtown. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild. We had some great off-the-record conversations that will remain off-the-record. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> with Sean. But I think one of the things that came across to me in, in some of those off-the-record things was just, like, he, he just, like, had a vision and did it his sure. way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like he's, a, he's one of those dudes that you're just like, if he wants it, he'll, he'll do it. And yeah. like just one of the, the most motivated people that I've ever met. Like, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. It's just, it's, it was, su it's such a, a tight knit group that you guys are, that you guys are. And uh, the little bit that I got to kind of be a part of it was really cool. And it's yeah. nice that we're all still like, yeah, we're all still in, in, in and the and orbit. And uh, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we, we kept that softball thing going for ages, man. Yeah, we, we just had, a, you know, oh, like nice. it wasn't very well attended, unfortunately, <laughs> but, you know, it's hard, everybody, event, I mean, it's just life, it's sort of the spot, but I mean, there was one summer, man, we joke about it a lot, we, I mean, we must have played, I mean, I say summer, we started in March, and, <laughs> <laughs> and we were like wrapped up in November, we probably played 35, for anybody who's listening to this, we, we were real serious about pickup softball for a little while. <laughs> right. we're, we're, we're talking about uh, trying to get, um, uh, Brewery leagues together. Yeah, like I will put that challenge out to Sean. I just said some nice stuff about team, Sean. The East yeah. Branch now, team, I now I'm out for blood. Team. Yeah, I, brothers Kirshner, yeah. if you're listening, oh, animated is team. throwing down an open challenge to uh, East serious. Branch. East Branch, though, I mean, right off the bat, just the three. I mean, Sean, Gov, and Dylan. Maybe we better think about it's this. It's not fair. <laughs> three of those guys can hit a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as Gov wears we, the appropriate amount of not people. Gov. We got some people. Yeah, we, we got some crew. We got some ringers. Yeah, Mike has to be Dylan, on our team, so it's, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to see Dylan wear the proper amount of clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I felt like that guy that had doesn't cut know, off shorts. Dylan's yeah, yeah. shirt comes off. He would definitely rock really that groundskeeper Willie thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he, would, he, would, he would roll. 
We're talking about jorts, right? Dylan jorts. Jorts. Pretty much. Uh, jorts. Yeah, but like, yeah. jorts would imply that you could call them shorts. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, if you've ever seen, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like um, somebody try to like make briefs out of jeans, that's what Dylan does. <laughs> but it's been a while. So what would you say, I, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot now, mm-hmm. Steve, is um, what do you think? Put like me on the spot? No, uh, the other Steve. I know. What do you? <laughs> well what done. do you think I- inspires you guys now? Like, you know, you've got this this fire to to start up a new business, and now that you guys are established as like the Coatesville Brewery, you've got a decent following. You're getting cans out there. You've got a lot going for you. What keeps you inspired, and what keeps you um, like just grinding every day? Oh, I mean that's that's like we're we're never where we were at where we want to be. I mean. Not to talk over what Jared said, where we're always at where we are, but, but I mean, we're always striving to get to the next step. Um, and, and just the community around us is, is what's uh, inspiring and motivating us. Like, yeah. everybody, like this, this industry is the greatest industry to be a part of. I'm um, sure, man. I always say beer just, people are the best people. There's but, yeah. just awesome stuff coming out all the time. And you're always looking around and just seeing, like, what's new. And by that new stuff coming out, you're like, well, what can we do that's new? You know, like, yeah, yeah. I, like you're always kind of, like, looking for that thing um, that, that kind of defines you or whatever. So we're, we're always in search of that. Sure. So, I mean, we're, we're constantly motivated and inspired to do stuff like that. But, I mean. Are you always um, trying to, like, do you ever see something and think, like, that's a good idea. Let's hop on that trend or. You know, like I mean, how does it? How do you come, come up with, like up with the ideas, beer? and other breweries <laughs> do that to us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I mean, not, 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 not in that way. Um, so, so we never like try to sway from like our our core. If 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 you got corporate on us and ask yeah. what our core value is, and I hate that stuff so much. Right. Uh, but it, it would I be. I do have a mission statement. I want you it, all to sign. It, it would be. It would be <laughs> making. Uh, Drinkable beers, like repeatable drinkable beers. Yeah. Cause like, not not to talk on like any of the, like the like the the frou frou styles out there, um, but like there's there's so there's so many beers out there. Yeah. That like, you would you would say like that's interesting. Try it and be like, hmm, okay, and then you don't want to drink it again. Not that you like hated it, but yeah. you're not gonna like buy a six pack of it and go to town with it. Sure. So our kind of goal with every beer that we make is is going with um, this should be something that people can kind of come in and just make their one and only. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we like we want everybody to be able to repeat drink the same beer, like no matter what style, yeah. what what vein we go down. Uh, so, so like not, have a beer and then rely on it. Like exactly. it's just consistent. We're not, we're not really into the, uh, like, this is so outrageous. You're going to have to try yeah. this. And then you're like, I got what you did there, and I don't ever want to have that again. Yeah, yeah. Like, w- w- I jokingly it, say when, I don't when, know. when, That's uh, just not us. when it comes up with, like, w- like our theme or, or whatever it may be, like what is our, like, mentality, I always say thinking about this in as good a way as possible, you can tell that this brewery was started – and operated by guys like in their early 40s when they started it because it's like not about like hey let's get like a 10.0 like you know what yeah, I mean? like, yeah. let's just, it's like hey let's make not really good easy drinking beer you know yeah, what I mean? right right yeah nothing's and, and it's, it's like but the, yeah, the you don't have a menu full of right. triple dry hop exactly. triple right. ipas like, and like uh, the vibe of the brewery reflects the vibe of the kind of drinkers we are nowadays it's like hey that was fun back in the day, but wouldn't it be cool to, like, get up tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like When's summer camp coming back? Uh, summer camp's become, like, a seasonal yeah, for it's us. Yeah, springtime beer, I think. Yeah. Like, right, right when the Phillies start. Yeah. Yep. That's usually I about think I had that there. early on. Like, it was uh, maybe one of the first times you guys did it here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was such a cool beer. Yeah. One, yeah. Of, one of the things that we've, like, decided over the last, like, couple months is um, – we uh, we want to be able to keep making new beers. Yeah. Uh, but we love the roster of beers that we've created. Yeah. Oh yeah. And to Makes find sense. a way to get those beers back out, we've decided to break them down into seasonal beers. Uh, for for yeah, the most part, yeah, yeah. we we have a few flagships that were like Robot that we had, um, and a yeah. few others that were 
always going to do our best to have on tap and sure. hopefully in cans. But um, but the other ones, we've just kind of been like, what what's the best season to drink that style in? Yeah. Let's just kind of get it in that season so sure. we don't have to field the question of like, so, so one, get the kinks out is our uh, 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 chocolate vanilla porter. Yeah. We love that beer. It's a lower ABV porter. Um, and we get we get questions about it a lot, but we decided that's going to be our fall seasonal yeah, porter. Sure, because it kind of fits into place with that. So, shout out Tom. Tom also said that summer camp is amazing, but he also has a questions for you guys. He, he does. Let's, let's ask Steve and Jared about the epic street hockey brawl on Oak Street years ago. Yes. Yeah. So so tell me about that. I, St- Steve, I I I met Steve. When I was like ten, or ele- <laughs> maybe maybe eleven years old, and we we used to have a we used to have a street hockey game at our buddy Tony Aceto's house on mm-hmm. Oak Street okay. in, in Coastville. Shout out Tony. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was it was me and my brother, our, our Tom Diabelda, who's actually a, a big owner here. Um, okay. Um, so, so well, shout out Tom. I've seen him check in. Yeah. Decades later, and you have a connection to us. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but uh, uh, all I remember is. Um, Steve was a horribly dirty hockey player. I uh, <laughs> gave effort. I, had, the, the, uh, I gave a lot of effort when I would when I would play Rick hockey. Style? A little too much effort for a friendly street hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, perfect. And I, I, I forget something happened, and it, it just we we there, there must have been a dirty hit or something happened, and we all just started fighting. For whatever reason, I don't remember why. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember either. I, I just remember there being a pile of sticks and gloves yeah. that when we're done, we have to go pick up. Yeah, <laughs> That sounds like a good hockey it. game. <laughs> it was fun. That's how hockey is. I'm yeah. completely blown away that that wasn't Orsborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just that expecting him to answer, and then it's actually you. Oh, it's, it's, it's funny. So when I first saw this podcast, and, and I was like, Steve Regner. Whoa, whoa, hold on. I, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> But yeah, we we played at Tony's. Tony was a good friend of mine. Uh, his dad is a, a famous might be the wrong word, but a, a well-known teacher okay. in okay. the in the Coatesville district. And we would uh, works. we would be in their driveway and just we had some battles. Smashing. Yeah, it wow. was, and, and like it, it was like a, a full court. It was a full court. Uh, Street hockey game. Nice, yeah. And that's for only like 20 feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but right. two nets on a game is pretty legit. Oh, yeah. You know? But, yeah, it was... Uh, it so was wait, you guys had two padded up goalies? Yes. Yes. Holy oh, yeah. cow. Could, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's legit, even at 20 feet apart. I mean, no yeah. kids are doing that. So I would... I would ride... I lived on 6th and Walnut okay. in Coatesville. Yep. I would ride my bike... Up to Wal- uh, Oak Street and then over to what's he on like 13? Yeah, something right around there. Yeah. So yeah. picture this kid with a street with a stick, <laughs> driving his bike. <laughs> yeah. And I had like my gloves tied around my neck because I had the actual gloves. Yeah. And <laughs> and shin guards on. We would go at it. Uh-huh. Holy that cow! A, that was a good game for That's sure. Fantastic. I was great on feet. <laughs> that, 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 that was my whole foray into yeah. hockey. Was just street hockey. Skates. I, I put skates on, and I was like, nah, I can't do this. Couldn't nope, do it. Nope. My ankles couldn't do this it. This is not for my f- my, my my feet or my easy. body. Right. <laughs> All right. We're running low on minutes here, so um, let's quick talk about this beer, and then I've got a, a completely random question yeah. to yeah, ask absolutely. everybody. And don't forget about our toast. Uh, and we got to do toast of the yeah, week. You're right. Totally, totally. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me about the beer. Uh, this is a beer called Bob. Um, a beer called Bob. Yep, yeah, this is our Pilsner. Um, what, what, what do you, uh, he knows the hopper and I do. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, bittered with uh, uh, Northern Brewer and Tetanang and dry hop with Saz. Yeah. Or Saz. I've never learned how to say that hop. Saz. I Saz. love Saz. this beer. Eh. I'll say Saz. Saz. Yeah. Saz. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I love this. I like the bitterness in it. That's like uh, this one's not in can, so I have nothing to say about it. Okay. <laughs> 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 nothing. No, this is one of my it's favorites. This is one of it's my really uh, good. You're not drinking it. It's not why? Yeah, yeah. Why? Nothing to do with it. I'll be an asshole. Why is it not in cans? Uh, this is the first time we brewed it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, this is still the first batch. Yeah. I think it came out perfect. It's it's yeah. one it's of our uh, real happy right now. So yes. We we already gave out a, sh- a shout out to Donnie. We should probably give a shout out to Nick over at Marchwood. We actually have a keg of this over at Marchwood Tavern. Uh, oh, nice. Nick, yeah, we, they carry a lot of our cans as well. Awesome guys over there. Uh, but I love this beer. I mean, it, to me, it, it, it's like 
Stella, reminiscent of a Stella, but like I think even more easily drinkable. And yeah, just clean. no, it's got. Love it. I don't know. I think this is like a, a nice light lager type beer for somebody that appreciates craft beer. Cause you've got nice hops in there, nice body, Thanks. it's well balanced. It it doesn't come off thin anywhere. It's like just a nice solid ride, start to finish. Yeah, I hate it when people say I don't like hoppy beers. I drink pilsners. Like, a pilsner is a hoppy beer, and that's what this is supposed to be, and it's, it's really nice. Awesome. All right, you guys ready for a completely random question? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious to see what you say. I know, I think Mr. Steve's got one right off the bat. He, he told me this in the car, and I didn't answer, but it came to me like that. So I'll go first and give you guys a chance to, to think. What movie traumatized you the most as a kid? Can you... Traumatized you? Can you think of a movie as a kid? Uh, that Silent have? Night, Deadly Night. Ooh. Tell me about that. What is that? I've never heard of that. It's a. It's a. 1945. It's, it, it, it's a series <laughs> of horror movies where Santa Claus is the killer. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. It's What's it called? Good. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Holy shit! And there's like one, two, three, four, five. I don't know how many, but yeah. just watching the first one at uh, my cousin's house, and and we were all like. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit! Santa Claus go. A, a couple, a couple came into my mind after the first one, but I gotta give you gut reaction. I have to give you the first one that popped in my mind was Watership Down, cool. which was just like a yeah, it's, it's Never a even heard of it. it's a, an animated, uh, an animated movie, animated. early animated movie based on a novel about like uh, a crew of rabbits. Uh, but it, it is bizarre. It, it's it's actually like later in life you realize it's like uh, um, like metaphorical uh, Jesus thing going on, which is okay. a little, like, heavy and weird yeah. and not to, to, like, go down that road, but uh, just in it, it's super unbelievably sad, and Holy there's cow. a dog that kills the rabbits, and yeah, yeah it's just it's just horrible, but uh, but all, all of the uh, metaphorical stuff was lost on me as a kid. I just felt bad for the rabbits. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, traumatizing, that is it. Yeah, anybody watching if, um, or, or participating online, hop in the chat there. Let us know if there's a movie that traumatized you as a kid. Um, do, you, do you got one? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really have a, a, a clown thing nowadays, but... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, that uh, there was something about that movie that didn't sit right with me sure. when I was a kid, and, and um, it, it got I still to don't you. like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poltergeist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That clown coming up front under the bed yeah. and pulling that kid under there <laughs> fucked me up for night after night. I would have to check underneath my bed <laughs> to make sure there was nothing. Yeah. Poltergeist. Yeah. Easy. As a kid, I think I must have been sheltered pretty well because I didn't see a ton of stuff. But uh, Child's Play, yeah, you know, yeah. when when I was younger, like Anything the toys like a coming to alive and fucking killing you, definitely <laughs> drove like that so, got to me. So there's weird themes of betrayal. We're talking Santa. We're talking clowns. We're yeah, talking dolls toys, over here. Right? Like uh, yeah. everything you think you can trust. And now I think deep-seated uh, betrayal issues, maybe, guys? Uh, yeah, okay. it's it's that, that one definitely got to me, but, like, I don't know. I remember really quickly rebounding and, like, being able to watch, like, thrillers like Jurassic Park and enjoying it, and then, like, Scream, just, like, when Scream came out, like, I think it was early 90s. I was probably a couple years older than Child's Play, but, like, when that one came out, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I actually can enjoy it, but I, I think Child's Play is probably the one that got to me the most. Before I was like uh, an older teenager, and somebody shows you like one of those tapes of like um, like faces, faces of death. Of death. Oh, yeah. yeah, I hate that. Oh, stuff. Oh Jesus man. Christ, I can't watch that. I didn't stuff. even like that stuff when I was a kid. Like when no, you're no, supposed to either. be quote unquote into that stuff. Yeah, I was no, like, no, 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 I'm out. No, no, I think I saw about 30 seconds. It was like, yeah, nope, nah, I'm nah, I'm out. I'll never want to see this again. Also, um, arachnophobia is a movie that should, uh, not, should not have been uh, made. <laughs> Jared has a Jared is very uh, real, very very scared. <laughs> listen, listen. Let's keep it. Uh, we run the tightest ship you could run here, but yeah. we are next to a river, so occasionally, <laughs> when after a heavy rain, <laughs> yeah. there might be a spider or two sure, yeah. in and around the premises. And and Jared is uh, not feeling spiders. He's out. Which I'm fine with. I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't Shut up. <laughs> I remember the one I got with a cup. You were like, why would you do that? And I was like, yeah, just take him outside, yeah. man. It's fine. <laughs> He's going to come back. He's going to drink all the beer. <laughs> Shut up, Mario. Mario said... Uh, the size of a hand. Yeah? Yeah, yeah Mario said uh, Pet Cemetery. Okay, that yeah. Oh, the most. my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the uh, woman with uh, uh, meningitis. Oh, my Lord. 
I remember that one. Was it meningitis? Yeah, the sister, the older sister in yeah. Pet Cemetery. You guys remember right. this? Yeah, right. I, I was old enough to have seen that in the theater, so I should have been like a past the age of not being able to get to sleep for days yeah. and days <laughs> and on end. But yeah, that mm. one was rough. Yeah, crazy stuff. All right, let's get to uh, toast of the week. We do a weekly segment. I don't have the sounder because Taylor's not here, but we do a weekly segment where we just toast something. It can be a positive. It can be a negative. But um, we're going to toast something that uh, that maybe happened in the past week or two and talk about it. So you want to start off, Mr. Steve? I got two. Go for okay, it. Okay, my first one, a quick one. Shout out to my brother. Happy birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, Steve's brother. Big 4 to Mike. What's his name? Mike. Mike. Big 4-0. And the oh, second... 40. Yeah, he's a big 4-0. And the second one, I'm toasting me. Oh! You know why I'm toasting me? No, tell me. Because I'm telling you, and I'm looking directly at the camera, do not watch Wonder Woman 1984. Do not. Do not watch it. It sucks so bad. Taylor talked it up like it was one of the best Marvels. It's like one of the best in the MCU. Well, it's, it's DC. Oh, it's DC. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> different different movie, right? If Taylor actually <laughs> said that, no, he, he could go fuck himself. Yeah, for sure. And anybody else. But thank me for for keeping you from watching Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. Toast to me. <laughs> Put it up. All right. Um, my toast of the week, uh, I've got two of them as well, and they're both wedding-related. Ooh. So I got to give a shout out to Kevin Reevy on the network. He does Might Be Sports. Reevy. Reevy got married uh, this week, last week? Yeah, last week. So shout out to him. Congratulations on getting married. That looked like a lot of fun. They had like a, like a New Orleans brass band. It was almost the like a New Orleans mummers kind of thing. Yeah, going down the street. That looked like a lot of fun. Um, so shout out to Kevin. Don't they bury people like that? Is, that's a New Orleans funeral, isn't it? Maybe. No. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was more Same mummers thing. than We'll see if it works out. But uh, also my, uh, my brother Nathan, he proposed to his girlfriend. So uh, they're going to get married also. So shout out Nathan and Desiree. Uh, cheers to them. Lots cheers. of. Uh, I'm excited to expand the Wilcox family. So we'll see about that. Hopefully we get a sure. boy. Keep the name going. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm stealing this one since I wasn't even here for it. Uh, but earlier today uh, from La Cabra, Vern from La Cabra. Is that correct? I saw a can uh, there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, what is that? La Cabra, uh, uh, that was uh, our buddy Vern from La Cabra. Uh, yeah, dropped off. For the uh, first time. Uh, and we always appreciate when other uh, brewers yep. stop by. We try to do the same. We try to stop yep. at as many breweries. You will always leave with a mixed four-pack of ours. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Vern, That's cheers. cool. Yeah, shout out Vern. Cheers. Thank you. I'd like to get them on. They seem like Much cool people. I, um, I know they do a little bit different. You know, they really have a restaurant, but they got some really nice food. Yeah, yeah, they do. Some they mole a, wings. I, I, they have a couple locations now, right? I know they're in... They just opened the new... What, just, like a year ago. Bodega? The Bodega. Yeah. Oh, okay, so the, the Bryn Mawr and Berwyn, then. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I tell so. a quick story. Once I worked for Avellino's... Uh, uh, tire company and I accidentally delivered a load of tires that was meant for Bryn Mawr to the Berwyn store. Oh. I, so I've been confusing those two yeah, my whole right? life. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't ever go there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any other uh, toasts? Anybody got a toast? It's okay if you don't. I, I mean, I'll, 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 toast, I'll, I'll toast to our staff. We, yeah. have, we have the best crew of bartenders. Our nice. staff is awesome. Pat, like, it's like a family here. We, we couldn't be happier with Help. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so the staff? So to, to the to staff. staff. Yep, Drink it absolutely. up. Yep. Hold your glass oh, right away. Joe. <laughs> Joe. Joe is our... Um, Show your emblem to the... Uh, Joe is our uh, our assistant brewer. He, he helps us out um, two days a week here. Nice. Um, if anything goes wrong, we blame him. There you go. we toast <laughs> him for that. <laughs> Joe blame Joe. You're like shit, Joe. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, they told me you were the Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. Joe's in my shit house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, Joe's Pat, my you got anything? Pat, you got anything? Oh, uh, I want to toast uh, Steve and Jared for bringing me on. We're having a lot of yeah. fun. It's, uh, it's been a, a, an amazing two months. And, uh, you know, I, I think two months has been a lot longer than that, but yeah. two full-time months. And uh, I'm looking forward to like keeping it rolling and, and keeping it moving and, and seeing where we go. Yeah, that's exciting. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, cheers to you. Cheers, cheers to you guys, everybody here. Thanks for um, thanks for having us on. 
And also shout out to like we had a handful of uh, people. We still got uh, Kurt and uh, and Fish over there. Kurt Fisher here. Um, I know her Instagram name. <laughs> believe it or not, but uh, that's Nadine. That's Nadine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know she works here part time. Pat, I'm super excited to, to yeah, get to hang out with you a little yeah, bit man. here. I'm sure I'll see you around all these fests and all these things. Yeah. yeah. And um, Seth over at the bar. Yeah, Seth's still, Seth's still here. Out. I forgot about Seth. And then, you know, Brett Brad and Doug. Doug. And I don't know who was the other guy that was with him. Yeah, when oh. I first made I the jump, I, I talked to Sean about it for a minute. And he was uh, just via text. And, uh, Sean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, yeah, you're, like, you're going to love the industry or whatever. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, yeah. It's like that vibe. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. almost. Like, we all work at different spots, but it almost feels like we're all sort of working toward the same thing, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's pretty sweet. That's awesome. The rising I mean, tide brings up all ships. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the way to do right. it. That's the way to do it. All right, guys. Well, let me see if this is the button. Thanks, John. Here we go. Yeah. Guys, uh, if you took the time to watch us on the Internet, to listen to our podcast, we really appreciate you. Make sure you, uh, you like it, you share it, you follow it. Um, anything like that, we really appreciate it. Tell your friends. Uh, everybody that uh, hung out, um, that came to visit us, that was really cool. The guys here at Animated, make sure you come check them out because, I mean, the beer is amazing. Uh, every beer that we had tonight was awesome. So you guys are, are killing You guys picked some great beers. But uh, come pick up a four-pack. Come eat. One more off camera. We're here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we, we might hang out for a minute. But um, if you guys took the time, we really appreciate it. Make sure you check out our sponsors. You know me as CBD. Um, also check out theno.com slash MBN. We're off in two weeks. Yes. Yeah, we're going to take off a couple of weeks. We're going to do a little bit of vacation stuff. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks for thank letting us guys. come here and, and do the thing. And uh, we will talk to you next time.